Town Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. Welcome back, Sacramento. One hour in the books, three to go. Alongside Chris Watkins, I am Zachariah. Coming up at 11.15, back to the NBA GM survey. The Kings were in there very uh, sporadically. Yeah. Not a ton, but... A good amount, I would say. Yeah. In the GM survey, yeah, a good amount. For the listeners out there, you guys were involved. You guys were judged. Yes, You guys were were ranked. Mm -hmm. You people. Yes, specifically. What do you mean, you people? I mean, you people listening. Directly, you people. You guys were judged, and you were surveyed, and you were ranked, and we will tell you where you stood, whether or not you at least got a, a participation trophy. But right now... Kings Lakers tonight, Chris, and there'll be no LeBron James. Is that does that like damper it at all for you? Um, not really. I mean, especially during preseason, it's it's if even if LeBron were to be out there, it'd be like he's you know he's he'd be sleepwalking through this thing. And yeah, it you know there's not really much much benefit for the from the King side either. Like it's not like. I'm really desperate to see how Keegan Murray physically stacks up with LeBron James for t- yeah. even if it's for 10 minutes. Like there's no there's not really any benefit from the Kings of of having LeBron in that game either. So no, it does, doesn't really affect me in in terms of my interest for the game. Yeah, this is more about watching the Kings players and how they play yeah. than it is worrying about the opponent yeah. and you know how they how they stack up to them like you said. Yeah, it's getting a good view at the Lakers depth too, mm-hmm. you know, the, a lot has been made of the Lakers moves this offseason. It'll be interesting to see kind of, you know, again, I I think the Kings are one of if not the deepest team in the league. I'd like to see how they stack up with this Lakers team that is also in that conversation as well. Well, one of the big takeaways from Sunday's game was Sasha not getting in the game in the first yeah. half. And I think people were a little puzzled by that. I think I even said going into that game that I thought that he would get the most burn out of everybody to get him acclimated to right. USA, NBA basketball, as opposed to you know what he had been doing in Europe and seeing how he was going to fit and you know just sort of get comfortable and we didn't see him in the first half well here's the explanation from coach mike brown on why that was the case and uh he's getting better uh and again like i said we're we're just taking a look at different combinations we may throw sasha in with the second five and dorte with the third five you know we there's the only thing that may not happen is i don't think i'll mess with the starting five but the second and the third five uh, can change it at, at any time. But Sasha, uh, again, showed some of his versatility on the offensive end uh, of the floor for us that uh, people will expect to see come this year. Uh, his defense against Toronto was, uh, at best, okay, you know. Um, he gave up middle a couple of times, and we're a no-middle team. He's got to keep the ball uh, <coughs> on the sideline. Um and, uh, and and then he's got to make sure that uh, he continues to understand the league. And so he's got to watch as much film as he can on guys that he may match up against so that he can try to pick up on their tendencies sooner than later. Yeah, and I'm sure, Chris, that his defense is going to be much more of something that progresses over the year. Yeah. than uh, the, the offensive side, I don't think many people are worried about, and that's right. something that can kind of translate. But as he said, just knowing there's more strategy on defense than there is on offense. You know what I mean? If you can sure. shoot, you can shoot. Right. But he's going to have to learn, like he said, 
other players' tendencies, watch tape to see sure. how that you know, so that he can be a better defender. So I'm not yeah. surprised by this quote at all, especially yeah. after you know game one of the preseason. Right. Yeah. And I want to uh, I want to specifically apologize to you because uh, I said yeah, Mike Brown didn't really call out Sasha. He did. I forgot that he had said that that quote about Sasha's defense being <laughs> and the direct <laughs> quote of being his defense was. Uh, at best, at okay. Best, okay, <laughs> yeah, is definitely a call out. <laughs> no, I mean, no, because you could tell he's trying to think. Like, okay, I can't say it was terrible. I can't say whatever. Like, saying at best, okay, is yeah. just that we we that speaks loud and clearly to what what he thought about his defense. Clearly, that's the part of his game that needs the most work. And like, if he's gonna if he's gonna play twenty minutes in in any game this season, it's gonna be. Uh, because he he improves by leaps and bounds on the defensive end, like you said, the the offense really isn't a question with with him. You know, a lot of offense, especially in this off in in this for this team, is a lot of read and react, and, and especially with how Sasha plays with cutting and and moving off of screens. It it's not to your point, like it's not going to be really hard for him to figure that part out. He's got to figure out how to guard be smart really with how he guards guys because it's kind of like a Sabonis situation where he's kind of limited in terms of his physical tools. Like he's not going to be able to be like De'Aaron Fox and just stay in front of people with his speed. Uh, His strength is yet to be seen if he's got NBA level strength, but he's going to have to know the strengths and weaknesses of the guys he's going against. And he's going to have to really study up on that kind of stuff and and figure out how to, how to be passable. Because I I don't think that there's really a world in which we say Sasha Vizankov is actually a really good defender. I think it's just going to be about him kind of getting to a, to a league average place or at least one where you know, you can you can survive with him out there on the floor. Yeah, which makes the quote funny because he's was at best okay. I think if his best ends up being okay, okay. Um, then yeah, then then they're probably good. But yeah, never a good quote. Uh, you know, no, like if you uh, called your girlfriend after the show and she said, uh, "Yeah, I listened to your show. No. It was at best okay." Yeah, that's what I'm You'd saying. Be like, like, ah, that's, ouch. It's not quite the evaluation you no, want to hear. You no, know, yeah, no. it's not not a glowing review. Yeah, yeah, you would want okay at best decent. I think he would even take that, but you just definitely don't yeah. want to be below okay. And yeah, like I said, I think a lot of this stuff he'll learn. I did find it interesting, the actual verbiage that he used, how well can he sit down and defend? Have you yeah. ever heard sit down for yeah. a description of defending? Absolutely. I yeah. mean, getting low, I get it, yeah. but I've never heard it like, I've heard get low. Well, I've never heard sit like, down. I think it's just a different way of saying it because if you tell somebody, hey, get low in your defensive stance, I think a lot of people are then going to, you know, bend your back down uh, and lean forward. Uh, this but is if all you in the waist. I got it's you. It's a lot more of, you know, you're, you're active, you're, you know, you're, yeah. you're up on defense mm-hmm. and you want to make sure that your chest is facing the defender and you're yep. sliding your feet and you don't want you know you don't want all of your body weight tilted forward so you're off balance and so yeah for I sure mean, that, that's that's just some 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 basic defensive principle yeah and you apologize to me but now i'm going to apologize to you okay. although i i'm not wrong yet okay but mike brown <laughs> mike brown, yet a preemptive apology I, I shouldn't say it like that yeah. but yes technically i'm not wrong yet but he did say when he was talking about Sasha and whether oh, or not he would yeah. be with the second fight. He's you know, speci- I heard that. I, I wasn't going to point it out or anything. I feel, Well, you know, you can call me out. I, I love admitting when I'm wrong. I mean, most of the time I'm right, but when I'm wrong, I can admit it. But I feel like Brown almost was listening to us. Yes, and I like, think so. I feel like that quote was directly at me. It was. When I said that they're going to lead the league in most different starting rotations. Yeah. I saw him look at the camera and he said, <laughs> 
Zachariah Watkins. Okay, are you yeah, listening? Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I found that to be funny because he didn't have to throw that in there. He no. could have just said that Sasha would be – but he said – the only thing I think is that I'm not going to mess with the starting lineup that much, which doesn't you. bode well for uh, for my prediction. But is, is there anything else that obviously we spent a lot of time on Sasha, and yeah. I think that had a lot to do with how late in the game he got in on Sunday, and right. because he had been talked about, you know, being stashed over there mm-hmm. as they as they put it in the league terms. But is there anything else specifically that you'll be looking for tonight? I mean, we talked about how the second unit, and we'll get into that a little bit later in the show, didn't have like necessarily the best showing. But yeah. anything else that you're looking for? I mean, just the rotations in general. Like it'll be interesting to see if Keon Ellis is still the third string point guard at this point. I think yesterday they moved uh, Jordan Ford into that spot, so it'll be interesting to see if Jordan Ford can hold that down moving forward. We saw a lot of him during preseason and um, you know I think Keon has struggled to kind of find a position offensively so that's definitely something I'm looking for and, and just the road again just the rotation in general Mike Brown said there is Chris Duarte going to be with the threes he, he didn't look great in terms of knocking down his shot in the first game I kind of like the aggressiveness that he was looking for his shot but I could understand why maybe you want to get a different look with that second unit um, th- those are really, I mean, th- mainly those are the things I'm looking for. And also, you know, I'm, I'm trying to still remember that the Kings have rookies that, that are, shouldn't just be counted out because they're not a lottery pick. You know, again, we're so used to <laughs> here in Sacramento having these lottery Focusing picks. Focusing on and, the top yeah, pick, yeah. And when you have a lottery pick, there's an expectation of immediate impact or yep. at least some form of, you know, building that guy along throughout the year. I'm trying to not forget about Colby Jones. You know, Colby Jones is somebody who had a first-round grade. The Kings were able to take him in the second round, and he he's somebody who intrigues me. I think he he's somebody who's already on the 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 opening day roster. He's not a two-way guy, so he's going to get a lot of a lot of experience this season. How does he look uh, along his development? I think he he still looks. I don't want to say positionless, but I think he's more of a two offensively, but he, he's a little bit smaller. So how is he going to find his impact, his role in the NBA? And, you know, to, to me, and then Davion Mitchell, can Davion continue to hit shots? That That's really just going to be a big theme for him all year long. He hit two threes, uh, hit two threes in that first one, in that first preseason game. It was his first two, uh, first two shots. They looked really, really good. If Davion can continue to uh, to knock down the perimeter shot, I mean, that's that's a situation where he can get 25-plus minutes per game realistically. The Kings need his defense, and if they can play him a lot with De'Aaron Fox this year, they played him sparingly together last year. If they can get minutes together on the floor, Davion and De'Aaron – that's something that that could be a really interesting look, I think, throughout this year. Yeah, I'll definitely be looking at the perimeter shooting for sure, as you mentioned. Right. Um, Can that get better in general? Yeah. Because they shot 22%. Yeah, and Mitchell, Mitchell knocked down two and took five, which by my quick math means 40%. Something and I like think that. everybody in the Kings organization would sign up for that immediately. But the rest of the starting five went two, four, five. 15. That's not great. Uh, Fox 0 for 3. Um, Keegan 1 for 5. Barnes 1 for 4. Sabonis took 1 and missed 1. And and Herter 0 for 2. Um, I'll be looking at Herter 2 a lot. Um, I didn't even notice Kevin Herter in that first preseason. <laughs> yeah, well, again, a, he was traded for a first-round pick. He was. Now, who knows where that first-round pick's going to be. But still, Late. I feel like there's some expectations on him after obviously having – Um, a pretty disappointing playoff series last year. But coming up next, 
It is the NBA GM survey, and you people out there, you Sacramento Kings fans, where did you size up amongst the other fan bases and home court advantage and all that good stuff? We'll get back to the NBA GM survey next. He's Chris Watkins. I'm Zachariah. This is Sacktown Sports, 1140. Welcome back, Sacramento. Alongside Chris Watkins, I am Zachariah, Sacktown Sports 1140. You can be heard or read by calling or texting the show at 916-339-1140. Also, check us out live streaming on YouTube. Just search for Sacktown Sports. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Zach Sports, Z-A-K Sports. He's at Chris M. Watkins. Coming up, bottom of the hour, last night's NBA preseason action a guy that I'm excited for as long as he stays on the floor if you will and then also I'm going to ask Chris what his philosophy is on playing stars in the preseason because one team has a bunch of them and didn't play any of them so we'll do that bottom of the hour but right now back to the NBA GM survey the first part that I'm just very offended by The other ones I'm not as offended by, but this one I was offended by. And this is just in the West, Chris. This isn't in the whole NBA. So that throws out every Eastern Conference team. Right. Just in the Western Conference, the GMs think that the Kings are going to be in seventh place. Mm. Seventh. Mm. Now, I have them three. Mm. I think they'll be three again. I told you the wow. teams that I, I am actually worried about. Mm-hmm. But when you see seventh, that's I mean, that's that's gotta be low even if your expectations yeah. are low, right? I mean, that's like a that's assuming the Kings like things are gonna go about as poorly as possible for the Kings. Like I feel like this is this is a ranking giving every team above them the benefit of the doubt. This is Golden State, oh, it's going to work out with with Chris Paul, and they're going to not miss a beat. The Lakers, oh yeah, what what they they're a lot more the team the second half of the season than they were the first team first half of the season. And LeBron and AD are going to be healthy. Phoenix, they'll just they'll put it together. They'll have no no stumbling blocks, no nothing. Clippers will be completely healthy. Memphis, twenty five games without Jaw doesn't matter. They got Marcus Smart, and then they get Jaw back, and they're going to be stacked. and And they were the two seed last year. New Orleans. I, I got nothing for you. Zion's going to be healthy, I guess, is how you have them in front of them. I don't understand how they can have the Kings. And it's not saying – this isn't picking them to be seventh necessarily, but it's saying, like, you know, they the teams could pick if you think this team will be first, finish second, finish third, or finish fourth, and the Kings receive the seventh highest – or, yeah, seventh highest. But that's essentially saying that they think that they're the seventh best team in the West, yeah, right? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. I mean, it, it's 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 a slap in the face, I think, and this is more towards the the side that we've been talking about these past couple days of it feels like the Kings are just kind of being overlooked. They're being underrated. It feels like everybody wants to have conversations about what-ifs for every other team and, and doesn't want to just talk about what the Kings have actually done and the production that they were able to show last year and the continuity that they bring in this year. Yeah, and I think you you know, you know listed off all the question marks for the other teams. And yeah, for sure, with Job being gone from Memphis, how are they going to come out of the gate? Um, when you look at Phoenix, yes, they've got a bunch of superstars. Uh, that is one of the teams that I do have that I think is going to finish higher than the Kings. But yeah. they have a bunch of stars and a bunch of... I think there's only one player on the team from when they went to the finals 
and that's Devin Booker. Yep. Everybody else is gone or new. Yep, that sounds right. Yeah. So, I mean, they're going to have to do some gelling. The Clippers, we know how much Paul George and Kawhi Leonard have been yeah. hurt, and who knows if they're going to get Harden or whatever. As you mentioned about the Warriors with Chris Paul coming in, how the hell is that all going to work? Right. The Lakers, you know, they've LeBron hasn't been all that healthy, and we all know AD gets yep. banged up a lot, and they, I think they had a great offseason, but – How's that all going to work? I mean, I, I just cannot envision a scenario where the Kings are in the play-in tournament. Yeah, that's really tough. That's really, really – like, unless – and this – this the problem is, unless the Kings aren't as healthy, like, if they if they miss De'Aaron or Domas for an extended period of time, but you could play that what-if game with every single team. Again, yeah, you could exactly. say, what if Steph has to miss 30 games again? What if Chris Paul can't play 60 games because he's 38 years old? Mm-hmm. What if Clay Thompson isn't completely healthy? You know, what if he's going to continually uh, be injured? And Draymond Green, who, you know, what if he takes another step? There's tons of questions, especially injury questions you can throw in for every single team. And it to me, this is just a sign that people don't, I mean, it's star power, too. If you look at the the star power of all those teams in front of you, there's Zions, there's Ja Morant, there's Kawhi and, and, and Paul George, you know, Steph Curry, there's LeBron and AD, you know, Kevin Durant and, and Devin Booker. It's just a lot easier in your mind on paper to say, oh, yeah, those th- those guys are going to be better than De'Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis. I, th- I think that honestly does play a really big part in this as well as just the human element of – of saying, are they really going to finish above of go above Kevin Durant? Are they really going to finish above Kawhi Leonard and Paul George again? I don't think so. But if they have two of the top 23, Chris, you'd think that they would get a little bit more respect put on their name. Two of the top 23 is nothing to slouch at. Yeah, I mean, it's it's but there's, there's teams that have two of the top 15, and there's teams yeah. that have two of the top 10. There's some teams. And again, that's fine. Like, yeah. okay, even if I think three. Yeah. Like, I would give you four. I would give you five. Maybe I'd give you six. Yeah. I'm not giving you seven. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm drawing the line at seven. That's, I mean, I, I completely agree with All you. All right. Here's where they did get some love. Which team, this is weird. They finished the same one, two, and three for both which team is the most fun to watch and which team has the best home court advantage. But yep. most the team that's most fun to watch, I'm a little puzzled by. It's like I a res- league pass team. I respect the hell out of the Joker. Yep. I think his basketball IQ, which was another one that was on here, I think he got the most votes on that. But I respect his ability, but he's not fun to watch. He's not above the rim. He's yeah. not doing anything. He's not crossing anybody up. Yeah. He's even his jumper kind of looks long and, yeah. and and ugly. So I wouldn't have the Nuggets as my most fun team to watch. The Warriors finished second. I guess anytime you have Steph on your team, that's all that they're is. gonna be in the fun category. And then the Kings are third. So they did get some love there, 20% of the vote, most fun team to watch. I'll take that. I think they should be higher. Like, if we're just talking absolute fun factor, like, you get the beam, you get the excitement of the fans, and Mm -hmm. then you get the actual play style of the team. To me, that's a perfect trifecta for for why why they should be number one. I agree with you. Like, Denver's – they're a fun offense to watch. Like they they whip the ball around really quickly, and you know the way Jokic can pass is really fun. And they're obviously you know defending champions. But mm-hmm. I, I just in terms of style of play, I, I would put I would personally put the Kings above them and the Warriors. To me, that's a joke. I mean, they're they're that's all Steph Curry. That's twenty three percent of people just voting. I like to watch Steph Curry play basketball. 
pretty much because Clay Thompson's very good, but it's not like he's fun to right. watch. Draymond Green's certainly not fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of guys on there that are fun to watch. So, yeah, that's basically just voting for Steph, which I can even really understand sure. that. But absolutely. Yeah. It's pretty fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. But I, I would have had the Sun, I would have thought the Suns would have finished higher. Yep. They finished in fourth at 7%. But you have Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. And um, now the guy, Bradley, uh, Bradley Beal yeah. from Washington. So I would have thought that they would have been a little bit yeah. higher. Uh, but as I said, which team has the best home court advantage finished in the same order? Nuggets, 37%. Warriors, 17%. Wow. Kings, 13%. Yeah. I think the Nuggets might just be an altitude thing. Definitely. 100%. Like Because I've, I've played in in Denver before yeah. and you you can feel it in your lungs mm-hmm. so that might be it because I don't think the crowd I mean the crowd's pretty crazy they also won the championship so yeah. it might be more fresh in their mind sure. but the Warriors lost a lot of their home court advantage going from Roracle to sure. Chase Center yeah I think that's more just record like last year didn't the Warriors go like 33 and 6 or something, something ridiculous crazy. yeah like, their something splits ridiculous were crazy yeah home. And kind of the opposite for the Kings. The Kings were terrible at home, but exactly. obviously, I mean, that's 13% of people who recognize that the fan base is absolutely out of control. Yeah. If you look at the, again, if you Actual look at the records last for the, year, yeah. there was none. Yeah. But if, if you were watching the games and heard the crowd, yeah. that's all that is. That is yeah. 13% of people who understand that that crowd is unlike anybody else. And then the rest is kind of just the crazy factor other yeah. than the Raptors, but Utah Jazz fans are crazy about Nuts. their team. They're crazy in Boston and yep. New York. Yep. Uh, Toronto, I don't really have Canadians as being totally crazy. But the Raptors had won this this one last the year. year. They I got saw 21% that twenty one percent of the vote last yeah. year. So. And then Philly, we all know they're the ones that threw batteries at right. Santa. Or, <laughs> I think booed Santa, threw batteries at a mascot, or yeah. I don't know. I think they threw snowballs at. Santa. Yeah. Anyways, but I'll take that. I'm not totally disrespected by those two. I am dis. I I, I am disrespected by seventh overall That's for the Kings. Crazy. We'll see how the whole season plays out. Well, last night there was NBA action. One particular player that I'm hoping stays on the court and then also what's the philosophy on whether or not you should play your stars in the preseason one team didn't play any of them we'll get into that next he's chris Watkins. i'm zachariah this is Sacktown sports 11 40 Sacktown sports Check us out on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. My ambitions as a sports broadcaster. That's right, Sacramento. Welcome on back. He's Chris Watkins. I'm Zachariah. Sacktown Sports 1140. Coming up at 1145, we all plead the fifth together. And it's my favorite of all the fifths. It's the getting to know you segment. As we ask hard-hitting, deep questions, mine are usually direct. Takes a little bit for Chris, and then yep. we get the weird ones from Nate. They're just different. I don't know if they're weird from Nate. Weird's you know, good, just... though. Everybody see, why does everybody think weird is bad? Uh, because I'm pretty sure that's baked into the word weird. Is it? Yeah, I think like weird means abnormal. Huh. I know, but isn't abnormal? Like I, I like abnormal. So I think weird is well, good. Well, that would be abnormal. Yeah. No, I guess, yeah. I guess if you were describing, you see, yeah, he's weird. I guess you're right. And 
Yeah, like I mean, that's in normally no world a bad is calling thing. somebody weird a compliment. Yeah, okay. You know, well, it might it might be true. That doesn't make it any less like Keegan Murray's a weird guy, but like yeah. you know, I don't I don't dislike a... him because of it. It's just you. a fact of the matter. But I got it's definitely you. I'm not you know, yeah, I'm not I like my people weird. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, for sure. Uh so we will get to know each other as we're learning that about our about each other right now. But right now, last night's NBA action. Let's start with the player that I hope remains on the court for the entirety of the season, and that would be Zion. Yeah, to good me, luck. I know. I mean, what is – is that just like a big man thing? He's not like that huge. I mean, but he is the uh, same guy big. who – he broke a shoe yeah, when he was big. at Duke. Um, but, yeah, he played and looked great last night. When that guy is on the court – He's unbelievable yeah, he's to the point where I would damn near maybe not play him that much if I'm the Pelicans. I wouldn't during the preseason. I mean, I mean, you know, what? I shouldn't say that because I do think that there's some value in getting, you know, especially with a guy like Zion who just doesn't play basketball mm-hmm. any single time that you can get him on the floor for a regulation game. I think you, you need to take advantage of it. And it's good that he was able to start. And, you know, I guess he didn't finish the game per se, but the fact that he was able to, uh, Walk off on his own power for this game. I think is a is a huge positive for as it is anytime he steps on the floor. Where would you have him in terms of like what do they call it assets? But no box office. Like like if you let's say that you had season tickets to the Kings, yeah, and you you know how some people do this. Like four people will go in on it, yeah, and they'll have sure. a draft of which yeah. games that they get or whatever. Mm-hmm. How high would you have a Pelicans game because of him? I mean, unless it's the first game of the year, I'd have it incredibly low. I mean, there's just no guarantee. Like, if I can guarantee he's playing, it's oh, pretty Oh, I see what you're like, saying. You're saying you wouldn't draft it because you'd be worried no, he didn't play in the abs- game. I, I got you. I wouldn't even be worried. I would yeah. almost know he's not going to play in the game, and I'd be shocked if he does. I mean, it, it's gotten to that point with him where you're surprised if he's able to play a game. And, um yeah, I mean, it's, but to answer the spirit of your question. Yeah, it was, it was a yeah. roundabout way yeah, of me so, asking you how, like, what number do you have him on right. in terms the of exciting players factor. in the NBA? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's he's up there. When he's playing, he's he's a top five must-watch guy. Like, everything Agreed. that you say about Victor Wenbanyama, you mm-hmm. can say kind of also about Zion Williamson, about how his body is freakish and how, you know, when he's right, if he can stay healthy, there's no one in the NBA who has an answer for a guy like him. Yeah. He's he's one of one. I've never, you know, people say the Barkley comparison all the time. I don't. I I didn't watch Charles Barkley for for the prime of his career, but I don't even imagine that that Barkley had the amount of burst and the amount of explosiveness that that Zion has. And yeah, I mean, if you're ranking excitement factor, he's he's top three for me for sure. I mean, like you got to put Steph in there. Um, Jaw, Jaws is up there, but I might even have if again if Zion's playing, yeah, I might rather have, have I might rather have Zion up there because I've seen you know Zion dunked all over Chemezi Metu in twenty twenty one I believe or twenty twenty yeah, and you know I I saw the the explosiveness that that guy has if he can just lose some some pounds like it's. It's a wrap. Like, I really think that he's just a little bit t- – like, I think he took the strength thing and, and turned it just a little bit too high. I think mm-hmm. he made it a little bit too much of of what his calling card was with his body. I think he tried to turn himself into, like, this 
I wouldn't even say a linebacker. Like he's, he, I don't even know what he's like a defensive end. He almost looks like Miles Garrett. <laughs> no, and it, I, I just he does think, not look like a basketball no, player. I think if he were to trim down just a little, he can mm-hmm. keep all the muscle, all the definition, but he just needs to to make it a little bit more lean to to take some pressure off of his 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 body. Um, if he can do that, I think the sky's the limit for him. Yeah, I just think like just comparing him to other superstars. Like Joel Embiid is not like you know like not yeah. really box office for me. Right. Luca sort of, but sometimes his game for can sure. can annoy me. Dame yeah. Lillard's pretty damn exciting. Sure. Dame time. Um, SGA is pretty dang exciting. Yeah, but we're not talking ju- like the highlights. Yeah, like, that's more where, Giannis. When, when Giannis can be there, but you could also argue like. It's not, not that it's not as impressive because he's a freak in his own way. But no he's not like intended, ju- but, he's not like wowing you. Yeah. I guess what we're talking about is we're having it's a wow factor, factor right. conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, not, for and sure. Also, Giannis is <laughs> at this point. You know, we've seen it. Yeah, like, we've seen what Giannis looks like, and so maybe Trey Young. Maybe, 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 but yeah. that's you know that's that's kind of. Uh, a less efficient Steph Curry. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, his, his game can be annoying, especially, I mean, sometimes, I mean, when he pulls up from half court, it can be great. Yeah. But um, anyways, the other thing that happened last night is that the Nuggets looked like they pick up where they left off. I mean, not a nothing to take from the game, but they just looked like they were pretty solid and yeah. they, look, they didn't look like they had a huge hangover from right. as long as their season went in the offseason. But zero Sun Stars played. In terms of talking about right. what we talked about before, Bradley Beal, Kevin right. Durant, Devin Booker, DNP's coach's decision. Are you, because I think that that's going to continue for the Suns throughout yeah. the preseason. Are you, do you err more on the side? It sounds like you like the way the Kings are going about it. Like you, you want them to play, but not play mm-hmm. a ton, but you wouldn't rest them completely. I think, I think it's kind of situational dependent, honestly. Like, I, I think Phoenix is in a situation where they should not play their three guys because if if those three guys go down, the season's over. Like, there's there's no point in seeing – like, their their work's going to be done in the regular season, and I you could argue that maybe those guys need to get some reps together, but – where where Kevin Durant is at his at this point in his career, mm-hmm. you don't need to risk. I well, mean, he got hurt literally during warmups. You took it from me. I like, was just going to yeah, say that. You yeah, don't, you yeah. don't you don't need to put him in any more danger in harm's way than what he already is playing in the NBA. Uh, so I'm fine with putting KD in bubble wrap and and you know Devin Booker, same thing. I mean, he's been in the league for for long enough now, especially with that franchise. I don't really think they need to see it, but and and I would say the same thing about the Lakers. Like, why is I don't know why Anthony Davis is playing tonight. I don't know what benefit he gets out of playing it. I would sit him like LeBron, but I think it's fine for for organizations to throw their guys out for limited minutes just to kind of get kind of knock the rust off a little. You know, you don't want the first time that they play to be regular season game one. Um, and kind of knock the rust off during that game. So it's kind of situational depend- situationally dependent. Yeah, and also um, Booker's been banged up a right. little bit over the years, oh, yeah. and, and Bradley and Beal. Beal. Yeah. So I, I guess I understand it. But, I, yeah, I, I think you're right. Like Jokic it depends on your roster. Play. I don't know why Jokic played yesterday. That didn't even yeah. happen for them. Yeah. But, I mean, as we've talked about ad nauseum, how young the Kings are right. with their top eight players in terms of minutes on the court, right. all under 26 or around. I, I don't know if guys' birthdays have passed because that was a <laughs> summer stat that I had. But, um, yeah, I mean, in that case, like, you're not really worried about it, you yeah. know? And they were the healthiest yeah. team in the year last year, so yeah. not a bunch of injury concern, but I just found that interesting. And then um, the Wizards beat the <laughs> Taipeons? 
Sure. They destroyed them. From Australia? 145 to 82. Poor guys. That's poor ridiculous. Guys. And I was like, Those did they poor like fellas. did they play the starters the whole time? No, because the other game, Dallas lost their That's international game. Yeah. So I guess that, that team must just be really bad because I don't think anybody's going into this season with high expectations for the Wizards. No. It's not like they're not. some crazily good team. Absolutely. So that team must just have had a really off night. Yeah. Or maybe they enjoyed themselves the night before. Yeah, you know. Who knows? <laughs> I hear DC's got a lot of lot of great entertainment. Yes, for sure. All right, coming up next, Fun in the 40s, Getting to Know You edition. Let's learn about each other, shall we? Chris Walken, Zachariah, Sacktown Sports, 1140. Town Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. Welcome back, Sacramento. Alongside Chris Watkins, I am Zachariah. This is Sacktown Sports 1140 coming up for the noon portion of your day. We will get back to Kings Lakers tonight and something that Chris noticed from Sunday that one of the key players for the Kings pointed out on his own. So we'll get some sound from that and we'll uh we'll preview tonight's big game. NBA TV must win, Chris. I'm some expecting if they lose, this better be just panic. Overreaction Thursday. Panic Everybody alert tomorrow. Yeah. I I hope so. But right now, it's time for fun in the 40s and it is the getting to know you edition. Mm. Now, we already went over, do you believe in astrology, why or why not? Right. Sounds like you're not a big astrology guy. No. Simone jumped in and helped us out a little bit there. So we'll do some other questions on this one. It's got to be like a trap remix to this song or something, right? Like, <laughs> it's like, I got you, say less. <laughs> um, okay, how about this one? What do you think happens to us after death? Oh, my God. God. I know I came out I came out with a heavy hitter. Heavy hitter. Oh my gosh. Um um man, what do I think happens? I think it's a part of me thinks that it is just blackness, it's just emptiness. That's um, it. And Nothing. it's just yeah, it's yeah. just non existence. Mm-hmm. And we all try and put meaning towards life and we like to believe in afterlife because mm-hmm. it just kind of you know, settles our mind essentially. It, it helps us stop asking the question. But yeah, I mean that that'd probably go the most likely route. But I also like to think that there is a world where, like, the second you pass in this body, you're just kind of like instantly reborn into some newborn that you know you don't have any memories of your previous life or anything. But mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I really don't yeah. know. What do you think? Well, I mean, I think that. How you ended your answer, yeah. I think, is the only answer. Mm. We don't know because we can't talk to anybody yeah. that could tell us what happens. Well, so I have some no- believe that that's what happens, is that you're a ghost. Yeah. You know, some people believe that, that ghosts are, are what happens when you go. Fair enough. I have no idea. I think it could be really anything. It could be absolutely nothing. You could go to whatever version of heaven or yeah. whatever it is. Or uh, I know that my ex had a theory that you start off as like the smallest 
living thing. Sure, right. And then you uh, eventually, each life, each time you die from that life, you go to a a higher one. Uh And she always said that this was my first human life. I have so many questions for your ex. Well, that was that that was her way of saying that I'm immature. Basically, well, I feel like she thinks my last. Can we get her on the phone? (laughs) (laughs) Like, who? How does she determine? Like, how did she determine what the order of life form is? Like, who determines or who determines? Like. Who says it's just that how a human is better if you're than an ant and you an die? Eagle. You come back as like a beetle. Well, if why you're is a that be- better? Just because it's bigger. I think it goes by size. Oh, she. I think wow. it goes by she's, size. She's not giving the higher whoever whatever <laughs> higher power. She's not giving that person <laughs> enough credit or creativity. Come I didn't on. ask a ton on come that, on. but yeah, I've got tons of questions. Um, are you good at solving puzzles? No, no, I overthink everything. Okay. Um, so I think I'm good at solving. Pr- puzzles mm-hmm. but the problem is like i'll hyper focus on my one thing and then like by the time i solve that one thing i'm like okay there's like 30 other th- parts of this puzzle that i need to solve and i just get overwhelmed got so it now spend too much time in the details if the question was crossword puzzles i would say yes i'm a big Ooh, crossword puzzle okay. guy yeah my grandma or my mom or some combination of those two made me do them for like practice for the sats mm. So build your vocabulary kind of, yeah, and have the your, knowledge, whatever. Get that part of your brain yeah. working. But like, I don't. I'm not a big jigsaw puzzle guy. Like the big puzzles ever, that you do, yeah. like in a cabin. I feel like yeah. in summer vacation oh, or something. No, 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 no. I don't like the the no, big huge and finding the corners or whatever the strategy is. I'm not so bad. Not a big puzzle guy. So bad in that way. Okay, this is random, and I'm just curious. Uh, are you double jointed in any way? Uh, I don't think so. I can do this thing where I like my my ring fingers just kind of stick up but i don't think that's like double jointed oh see like i can, I can do, just keep it up I, that's the only finger i can't lift yeah is my ring finger yeah i can I lift know. all of them can go straight up but that's the only one that can't go all the way up no not really okay i, gotta, I always hated those kids who can like flip their yeah, arms my or buddy their legs can do that. or whatever it's so yeah it's uh it's no, tough to watch sometimes can't, can't do anything cool do you sing in the shower um I will if I'm playing music accompanying it, but most of the time, okay. as we established with the music first podcast thing, a lot of times when I'm in the shower, I'm listening to podcasts. So not not frequently, but it happens on occasion. Do you bring the phone in the shower every time? No, not the phone. I have a speaker in, in the shower that, oh, okay. that plays for it. Because no matter how waterproof they say my phone is, I don't believe it, and I'm not going to trust it. I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask anyway. Do you like small talk? <laughs> No, I'm terrible at small talk. I'm so bad at small talk. I know. I have no I idea how to start a conversation. I'm so glad I have a girlfriend because I cannot imagine how terrible a first date with me would be. Yeah, she's the um, she's the extrovert, right? She's the one that she's likes to dress up for Halloween and you're not. Big yeah. Time. So when you go to parties, you pretty much you let her handle? I try to let her handle, but the problem yeah. is she's such an extrovert. She tries to insist on bringing me along with the party, and I'm like... I was fine in this corner, yeah. chilling, yeah, sipping yeah. on whatever. And well, that's good. That's why. That is why the opposite worst. Attract. It's so bad, dude. Nate, when it's you're somewhere, so bad. you just don't know anyone. You don't yes. really want to know anyone. Yep. And why are you here? Ten yep. minutes feels like two hours. Yep. Yes, <laughs> and then and then the games start. You know, someone yeah. brings out a table, and it's uh-huh. either you know pong or, or rage cage or something, and it's like. I don't want to get involved with these people, but you know, Fair enough. Yeah. she. Ba- I think what you were going to say is she balances me out. Which yeah, she very much does. Yeah, good. <laughs> uh, did you have pets growing up? Do you have a pet now? Yes, that's always, not even on yeah. the list. I'm just asking yeah. that myself. Yeah, always got to have a dog in the house, and then uh, my girlfriend loves cats, so we got a cat. Um, 
and I'm a recent cat convert for sure. I used to be like, I wasn't anti-cat. I feel like people have this hard line of like, you have to be dog or a cat person. You can't be both. And, you know, I, I think I've, I've found a happy medium of they both got their perks and they definitely both have their minuses. So, uh, you know, they're, they're to each his own. Yeah, I always had I animals those. in the house. I I did the got same. Got anything exotic? You got birds, snakes. No, I'm not spiders. one of those guys. Whitey no. had a snake. No. And when no, he no, told no, me no, that, no, no. I was like, ooh, no. I think differently of you now. See, I can kind of see Big that time. though, because I could almost see it like 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 he probably liked Motley Crue in his day, <laughs> and that was probably like kind of like a like a badge of yeah. coolness. You know Whitey what I mean? Used to work at a pet shop. He oh, like worked okay. at a pet shop for a very long time. There you and go. Has some weird pet store stories. Yeah, for sure. Very strange. Uh, let's see here. Hmm, no, got to skip that one for sure. Nate, did uh, you ask have, it to Nate, me. You used to have a spider. No, you had a snake. Spider? No. You had a snake. No, no I'm not. No. You seem my like brother a snake had a hamster. Kid. No, I don't like snakes. Okay. Not into that. I would have thought some danger. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm. I'm a safe. I played safe. Your I think brother that, had that, one though. No, uh, my brother had a hamster. Oh, okay. So that's about as crazy as it got in the Littlefield house. Hamsters are not fun. No, Very they're loud and annoying. Animals. They bite too. Yeah, that, it hurts. He would go miss twice. Went missing, <laughs> dug a hole in the back of the couch, and lived in the couch for days. Really? And you would hear the couch shake. Uh, shout out to Chocolate, the hamster buried in my parents' backyard now. Yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. I had hamsters when I was a kid. Yeah, that I can't even. The story's so bad about them that I'll tell you off air. Oh jeez, awful man. Man, basically, Google having hamsters before you get them, because there's some things that you need to learn about them. Okay, I'll just leave it at that. Gotcha. Uh, You want me to ask? You can ask the crazy one to me. The crazy one to you that we're not going to ask, Chris. Sure. If your phone could talk, what's the most embarrassing thing it would reveal about you? Oh man, again, open book. So uh, I don't know. well, it's just stuff you can't say on the radio. So, what's the what, what's the game that you said that you played all the time during uh, COVID? Oh, Counter Strike. Counter Strike. Oh man, yeah, I say horrible things on there. <laughs> <laughs> you get an advantage, you get in their head. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, what is know. the most annoying musical instrument? Um, ukulele. If someone whips one out, yeah, yeah. ukulele. I'm There's mad. nothing worse than the ukulele guy at a party. Who oh, kazoo. Super cool. Kazoo. Probably a That's recorder. Good. Yeah. yeah. Recorder yeah. or kazoo. Just Harmonicas loud. can be great when they're played well, but yeah. they can be annoying. I guess that's true of any instrument. Well, like, what's, like, the least... Fun. Bagpipes. What's oh, bagpipes that's a great. great. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah that's the if your neighbor plays so a, plays an instrument, what's like the worst? Yeah. It's probably either drums or bagpipes. Yeah, Drum, yeah drums are like I They're feel like anyone loud. can kind of get in on that a little. Like you could be like, all right, too much drums, chill. Bagpipe from from the first yeah. first whistle, first blow, it's over. Yeah. yeah. All right, I got one for you. Celebrity crush. Uh, Mila Kunis. Always. Nice. Mm. Always, always. Nice, dude. Interesting. Forgetting Sarah Marshall changed forever. First, Ooh. first direct answer. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, that one's easy. Mine have evolved over time. Of course, I'll just give, it should. I'll just give you the last three. It was J Lo for a long period of time. Of okay. It was Beyonce for a long period of time. Okay. But the person who has remained number one in my heart is Jessica Alba. Wow. I feel like you just said like I re- my favorite places to eat are Taco Bell, McDonald's, and Chipotle. Yeah, yeah, pretty ba- <laughs> all, by the all good. book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that's 
You and everybody else, buddy. Get yeah. that. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, what do you want? The, 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 no, no. The, it's, it's, it's everybody else for a there's reason. There's nothing wrong with it. I, I, is Alba that high up for a lot of people? I know she J-Lo was. and Beyonce. I mean, she, she was. She yeah. was like the She slowed down because she's not as in, in not you know, the active. modern. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like Emil posted a thing of her the other, like a couple weeks ago. I think she's still relevant. Yeah, she still enough. gets her time yeah. in. Here's a good one. I'm not a big believer in pickup lines. But I know bad ones. Do you know any bad pickup oh. lines? I've got a couple. I gotta hear yours, dude. Okay. Right I've up. never used them. Keep in mind, I've never used them. But um, I just know them. A bad pickup line yeah. is, um, maybe this is a good one. I don't know. I think I heard it on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, okay. Are your feet tired? Because you've been running through my mind. That was all one day. of my bad ones. Yeah. That was my it's bad ones. No, it's that's smooth. It's, I bet you could smooth, pull that off, Chris. Yeah, you could you could pull it off if you say People right. would laugh. Like if you if you do it ironically, yeah. you you get the laugh and the laugh is is what does it. Yeah. Right? The worst thing that you can get is silence. Or the The best pickup uh, line is no pickup line. Really? Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, standing you know I mean? there and just wow. looking at them is No, just great. striking up a normal conversation. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, those, small talk. I had that one. Are you tired because you've been running through my mind all day? And then, um, are you okay? And then they go, what? And they, <laughs> that and they, is terrible. Yeah. No, wait, I'm no, not. That is terrible <laughs> already. I'm okay, not I done. Gotta hear, I got to hear. <laughs> I'm not done. The follow-up is because it must have hurt when you fell from heaven. Oh, that's the most generic one. Yeah, I I was saying bad ones. I wasn't saying good ones. No, but it's got bad ones have to be like clever, right? You got to it's got to be like cleverly bad. Like that right. one, I feel like is in the zeitgeist. Everyone knows that one. Yeah, right. It's got to be like stupid. Right? But that's Am my, I wrong? Same one with the "Are you tired?" Because you've been running through my mind all day. Those are my yeah, two that I yeah. was going to mention as bad ones. But. Uh, Aziz Ansari has a show on Netflix called Master of None, and uh, he does this. Thing every time when he matches up with somebody on Tinder or mm-hmm. one of the dating apps, his first message to them is, "Hey, I'm on my way to Whole Foods. What should I, should I pick you up? Something?" Oh, I have I have a buddy that's done that I think before it's pretty too. Good. I think it's pretty. Solid. And then they go, "What?" Yeah, they either say what yeah. or they say something, and then yeah. you're like, "Hey, okay." Because it makes you Where seem like you have somebody or else or whatever. You know? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I also had a buddy that just read off, like, just went up to the girl and just read off his phone number, and it worked. She was, he just went up like 510, you know, yeah. whatever. And then she's like, what? And then they kind of laughed. And then she, he ended up getting her number. So anyways. I guess whatever works for you. All right. As long as it's safe. Please well, be safe. that is fun in the forties for sure. Um, getting to know you edition coming up top of the hour, the PM portion of your day. Kings Lakers tonight, national television, NBA TV, what to look for. And something that Chris noticed that a key player for the Kings recognized. We'll play the sound for that. You're listening to Zachariah, Chris Watkins right here. Sacktown Sports, 1140.